this. I did a lot of campaign stuff with Donald Trump. I learned a lot about the country working on these campaigns. And by the way, Sid, you live in New York, right? Yes. You're taking 55% of our money now, right? So we're minority partners in our own lives. Okay, if a dollar comes in, I got to give it to Kathy Hockle, Eric Adams, and Joe Biden, right? So I'm now a minority partner in my own life in terms of the money coming in. Yeah. So shouldn't we be involved with the hiring decision? Of course. Don't, don't you think that we have to be politically active and at least try to push the needle here and there wherever we can? Because it, it's the apathy that comes from the business community that allows for this disastrous tribal stuff going on. If the business community was energized in Queens, they would allow for this nonsense going on as it relates to this project. All this is a win for everybody. But for some reason, but come on, what's people? How do we raise their living standards? How do we give them a fair, aspirational opportunity in the country or the state of New York as opposed to like woke nonsense and uh, virtue signaling and you know, all of these? Yeah. Enough is enough. Yeah, no, we're losing you on the cell phone, but it was a great conversation. My phone is blowing up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no one's hanging up. I can promise you that, Anthony, so I appreciate that. All right. I'll talk Got to you later it. on today. All right, pal, All thank right. you. There he is, Anthony Scaramucci. That was good stuff. That's good radio. And that prepares us for the fourth and final hour, which will be great radio as well. Judge Janine Pirro, her new book comes out tomorrow, Crimes Against America, the left's Take down of our republic. An hour with the judge coming up next. Just like she's walking on a wire in the circus. She parks her car outside of my house and takes her clothes off. Says she's close to understanding Jesus. And she knows she's more than just a little misunderstood. She has trouble acting normal when she's nervous. WABC. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Hello, baby, hello. Haven't seen your face for a while. Have you quit doing time for me? Or are you still the same spoiled child? Hello, I said hello. Happy birthday to Bernie Taupin today. Did you hear about this one, too? I love this song, Harmony, Elton John. Did you hear about this one, Lewis? Yes, he did. He did? Definitely did. Most of them. Most of them, right? Rocket Man, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. This one, a little Harmony before Judge Janine. We need some more Harmony in this country. I know the president loves to use words like United and Al Sharpton. Uh, personally, Judge Neen likes the song, The Bitch is Back, which every time I get back from vacation, we play that song, just so you know. Do you? Yes, 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 yes. But uh, she is in studio, the great Judge Neen Pirro, of course, uh, Fox News, and there's a tremendous show here every Sunday, and I, I personally love her. I really do. The book is Crimes Against America, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic, and it comes out 
tomorrow. That's very exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, this book, I'll tell you, Sid, it can't, uh, if you were to write a book where you could open the pages and they would look just like the front pages of the newspaper, this is it. This is it. I mean, talk about contemporary news. Talk about a book that is, like, relevant on everything that you're talking about this morning. Uh, yeah, it's about the takedown of this country. And the truth is the left has a mission to take it down. And what I try to do in Crimes Against America is explain how this liberal war version of the left and these woke nonsense people, they reject everything about America, everything from the Declaration of Independence to the Constitution. They reject the presidents. They reject the statutes. They hate everything. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really that simple. They just hate this country. And I can't, uh, can't wait to read this book. And they have a big signing coming up. Tomorrow, across the street at Smith and Walensky. That'll be exciting. Uh, folks, go buy this book. Buy it in big numbers, Crimes Against America. We'll get back to the book. Yeah. But um, I did see you on television this morning. Now, I never curse on the radio for some yeah. reason. I know. And that. I curse off the radio all the time. I know. All the time. But I don't curse. Today, I did. I used the S word to describe Al Sharpton. S is cursing? I, S? Uh, as in Sam? Uh, as in duty. Uh, but, and I say this, I have no remorse. I will not apologize because he is just that to take the opportunity Friday at this Jordan Neely's funeral yeah. to make it once again about race, about black and white. If you're angry, I curse this morning at Al Sharpton. Yeah. Here's one for you. F you. Okay. All right. Well, that's a curse. But look, he, he, look, there's a reason you did it, and that you and I haven't spoken about it, but I can imagine that anyone listening to Al Sharpton would think, that Danny Penny went on that train that day and said, I'm going to find myself somebody and I'm going to take him down. A black that, guy, yeah, not a just black somebody. Guy. Yeah, right. a black guy. Right. And you know what they deny, what, what people like Hal Sharpton don't understand, is that there was a black guy helping Danny Penny take down Jordan Neely. Okay, and Jordan Neely did it for white guys and black guys and brown guys on the train. So stop. This is not about racism. And, you know, anywhere you go, Sid, in America, everybody gets along. The only people who don't get along are the race baiters. That's right. You know, you go to 7-Eleven. You know, you go anywhere. You go to a play. You go, I was here yesterday. Went to a play yesterday. And I got to tell you, I mean, nobody complains the way they do. But And how many white politicians uh, really complain about, race. I mean, you know, for example, again, Al Sharpton, he's not a politician, but he speaks on MSNBC. He made this into a racial incident. How many times over the last couple of weeks has a mutual friend, whether he's talking about Governor Abbott in Texas, whether he's talking about Jordan Neely, whether he's talking about uh, my friend up in Rockland County, Ed Day, how many times has the mayor called somebody a racist? You notice only one side does that. Right. You notice that, right? Right, right. And I got to tell it's you, honest conversation. Mayor Adams is, as far as I'm concerned, he's a disappointment. And because people elected him because of crime, they elected him because he was a police captain. They thought he was going to clean up New York. And, you know, all of a sudden, the guy's just walking around every night all dialed up. I mean, I, I have a file on him in my office, Sid. Every night, he's got a new get-up on. I mean, show up at a crime scene. Roll up your sleeves. Make like you care. Every time someone is killed, I want you to have a sign out there saying, Hoko, listen, for, you know, repeal this cash bail nonsense. Let judges make these decisions. But no. No, no, he's just got his all talk. And I'll tell you when it proved he was all talk. When the immigration system and the issue came to New York City, all of a sudden, 
all of his liberal nonsense is is out the window. Was, I don't want them here. I don't want 61,000 here. Wait a minute. You're a city with the biggest budget in the country. You've got 8 million people. You're worried about 61,000? We've had 5 million in two years over the southern border. You think a town, a village, or a hamlet can afford these people? They're overrunning ranches. Right. And, and, and Mayor Mayor Adams is like, oh, I can't handle it. Oh, my God. Let me put them in the schools. Put them in the schools. Are you stupid? Who puts, who puts illegal aliens? You have no idea who they are, what their record is, where they're from. They hide everything about themselves and they come in and say, I need asylum. And by the way, I'm not I'm not down on all of them. We need them and, and I'm happy to help them. But don't give me this nonsense. You're going to put them in a school. I was a DA. I, it, whenever it came to school, I was looking for pedophiles. If you want to put someone you don't know in a school gym and have the kids play stickball in the street? I mean, where do you come up with this nonsense? My issue is, too, it's kind of he's on both sides, right? He wants to be a sanctuary city, although he did go to court in old last week, but he wants to be a sanctuary city and then complain. And then, you know, he doesn't call out Hochul ever. In fact, I played a cut this morning where he congratulated Hochul and Chuck Schumer, and when he calls out the White House, he never says Joe Biden. Right. He says federal government. Right. So this is a guy that clearly is more worried about how the Democrat Party feels about him right. in his race to one day maybe be president than he does New York City. That is becoming increasing. And I don't dislike the guy, but that's becoming increasingly clear. Well, look, Joe Biden in the White House is already punishing him because they're not allowing him to be on his ca- their campaign emissary team. Right. Where they send out all these people to talk about how great Joe Biden and, is. And they also screwed him for the DNC. They gave it to Chicago when Adams begged for it here yeah, in New York. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But here's the thing. Adams needs to understand if he wants to be a hero of the people, if he wants to be the, the country's mayor, then he's got to stand up for the people of New York. He's got to stand up so middle America looks at him and say, that guy has common sense, as opposed to that guy's an ideologue and he's not crossing the political lines. That's that's the problem with America. The ideologues, the woke people, they're like, oh, it's not about truth and justice. It's about what is my what does my party say? That's nonsense. Last night you did a hour special going back to the uh, Penny story here, where there, too, Eric Adams started out as the only one who was good. Kathy Hochul wanted to give Penny the electric chair day one, right? Schumer, Sharpton, and Eric Adams said, slow down. And then it took him about a week, and all of a sudden it was, one of my black brothers. I mean, Eric, please, I'm begging you. Stop it, okay? Stop. So we also went the other side on that one, too. But you did an hour special last night on uh, Penny and Neely. And while we all know what he witnessed as a 14-year-old boy, no one should go through that, nobody. It's horrible. But 40 arrests and punching old ladies in the face later, you start to lose some of that sympathy, right? Well, you know, one of the problems is uh, Al Sharpton, who never knew Jordan Neely, who should have been there when Jordan Neely was placed on New York City's list of the top, you know, homeless who need the most help. The guy's a schizophrenic. He's mentally ill. He's a classic example of what's happening in this city. And so, you know, all of a sudden, Al Sharpton's out there. We're going to take care of our brother, Michael Jackson. He wasn't Michael Jackson. 44 arrests later, he just decked a 67-year-old old woman, fractured her orbital bone, broke her nose, and didn't serve any time. And every chance he got, he got a break from the system. And I'll tell you what, we had 44, as a society, yeah. you know what, Sid? We failed him. We did. Jordan Neely. No, we, we did, did fail we this did. Well, you know who failed him was the mayor before Adams, Bill de Blasio. His wife stole million? a billion and a half dollars for Is the bride program. $1.5 billion, the Thrive Program would have taken care of Jordan Neely. The city absolutely failed that kid. You know what? I didn't even realize it was that much. But look, when we have people who are mentally ill, 
we have an obligation to help them. We do. Yeah. And yet when they take money like that, the money dissipates. Nobody knows where it goes. Any prosecutor behind that? Of course not. And then you've got the issue of this, the uh, uh, Jordan Neely, every time he was arrested, he should have been sent somewhere. As a judge, I would have placed that guy in some facility. Right. You have that right to do that. And so 44 times we missed him. And it's a shame. He went through hell, this guy. No, he but did. he was not Michael Jackson. No. He was, let me ask you this. He was 10 if years you ago. Say, yeah, 15. If right. you say, I'm ready to die, if you say, I'm ready to go to jail for the rest of my life, if you're in the military, you're a cop, what does that tell you? It tells you I'm homicidal and I'm suicidal. Of course. You're all in trouble. And Al Sharpton had the nerve to say at the funeral on Friday when he was yelling, I'll go to jail today, which means I'll do something bad. Al Sharpton had the nerve to say he was crying out for help. No, no. When you're crying out for help, you go, please help me. Please help me. I miss whatever it is. When you say, I'll go to jail, I'll do for what life. I have to do today for life. That's not crying out for help. That's a threat. Well, that's and, a terroristic threat. And everyone on that train knew it. That's why they thanked Danny Penny, the Marine. That's why they said he was a hero. That's why this case has hit a chord in this country. Because all of a sudden, the mayors who defunded the police, they're out there yelling racism. Don't you dare. You defunded the police. You took the anti-crime unit out of the inner city. You're the one who's allowing this crime to run rampant. You want to cry racism? Not so fast, Mr. Mayor. You see, uh, the way you're reacting right now, which is the reason why you're the best on Fox News and your show Sunday is so great, and you're not acting. You see, you're angry. No, I so, am angry. Right, right. And when I yelled about Sharpton this morning and cursed him out and people got upset with me, one in particular, or things like that, when I, when I actually say that Daniel Penny's a hero, or I applauded Ed Day weeks ago for yep. physically threatening the mayor, because uh, the mayor is a big boy, he doesn't care, but I'm angry. So when I see these things, maybe in a time long ago, I would have been a bit appalled. Now I applaud it. Because yeah. I'm sick and tired of getting raped by our politicians who are lying to us every day and watching this city go down the tubes. And everybody is so freaking nervous about getting suspended or fired, they don't say it. You say it. I say it. More have to say it. Well, the more have to say it, and I say it in my book, Crimes Against America. You know, I, I'm tired of these people who, who say one thing and then do another. And I'm tired of the Trojan horses. Joe Biden comes in. He says, I'm, I'm a moderate. You know me. Yeah, we all know you, Joe. You've been sucking up the cash with your son around the world. He, Joe Biden's a front man, and uh, his son Hunter's a bag man at the back door. Joe goes in the front door all wrapped up in the American flag with all the pride and honor that goes with it. And his son is sucking up the the money and they have so much money they have to divvy it up the ex-wife the girlfriend the other wife the other girlfriend the grandkid because 10 million dollars you can't hide it that fast no no 12 people according to comer during that press <laughs> conference which only fox news and sid rosenberg carried live that day going back a couple of weeks ago uh the book is crimes against america the left's takedown of our republic of course the author is the great judge named piero star at wabc and star at fox news on the five and other shows we're going to take a short break and come back. we got Janine for the entire hour. How lucky are we? <laughs> Janine Pirro with me coming up right after this. You're not lucky knowing me Keeping the speed real slow In any case I set my own pace By stealing the show Say hello Looking for an island in our boat. 
Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. All right, folks, the book is Crimes Against America, the Left's Takedown of Our Republic. Judge Jeanine Pirro puts on a magnificent show every Sunday here. She's the best talent Fox News has, trust me. You can watch the five at five o'clock. Our own shows did a special last night. She's the absolute uh, best. You know, it's funny, I had Trump on last week. You mentioned Trump in the last segment. And the last thing I said to Trump, I said, maybe I'm wrong, but I get the impression that of all three elections, of all three, uh, you're running for president. This is the one you want the most. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, Sid, I haven't really thought about it. And then he went back and talked about 2016, talked about 2020. And he said in the end, he goes, you know, you're right. I think I do. I want this one the most. And for me, I want him to win the most in this one. You know, it makes sense because there are different motivations for every election. And this one, he's had a chance of four years to sit back and see what's happened to this country. And he loves this country. And the truth is, you know, there's so many things. Look, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be involved in Ukraine. Putin would never have gone into Ukraine. Putin took Crimea when Obama was there. I mean, none of this crap would have happened. And then you see what Joe Biden is doing with his family, immigration. I mean, Joe Biden is facilitating the biggest invasion of illegals into this country. And, you know, four years ago, they said invasion. Oh, my God, that's racist. That's horrible. You can't say it. It's the truth. Ask anybody coming in. We are no longer a sovereign nation with borders. We are a globalist landing spot with benefits. They come here, education, benefit, uh, housing, education, whatever you want. Xbox. Hey, you want to stay in the <laughs> Roosevelt? You want your own food? No problem. You don't like our food? Throw it outside. Yeah. We know what's going on. And the truth is it's happening everywhere. So I could see where Donald Trump, there's a different motivation right now. Definitely. I think there is, too. Plus, you want to rewrite that chapter. When yeah. I got fired by WFN in 2005, I said, I got to get back to New York. And I did in <laughs> 2016. But on the other hand, you talked about Joe Biden. And Bill O'Reilly brought this up with me last week. Can you explain to me, Judge, how 40%, it's a low number, it's a low number, but it's still four of every 10 people. How do four of every 10 people think he's doing a good job? It's amazing because they are smart people. But then again, these are the same people, Sid, who will tell you after everything that's happened, even after the Durham report, they'll tell you, you know, Trump. Trump was involved with Russia. There's no question oh, about it. MSNBC did it all morning and CNN. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I mean. The facts don't matter. It's about ideology. It's about making sure that your tribe wins over their tribe. It's not even about America anymore. That's why I wrote Crimes Against America. <laughs> it's about the fact that people are taking sides. It started with Obama. The division started with him. Correct. And then, you know, the hate for the police, the hate for the institutions, and then education. Then you got Randy Weingarten. You know what? This woman, United Feder- American Federation of Teachers, she was in Ukraine last year. And I said, why is she in Ukraine? You know what the answer was? She's there to compare the education system. What education system? Please, please. Every school has been yeah. bombed there. Terrible. She's there for the third time. What you, is everybody going to Ukraine for? You tell me, Sid. They're getting paid. Every one of them. They're dirty and corrupt like the Bidens. And you could add Michael Mogul to that combination, too, at Weingarten. And uh, everything you just said was beautiful. In fact, Scaramucci was on just now. He talked about Trump dividing the country. I said, Anthony, let me remind you, Michael Brown, Ferguson, Missouri, 
Obama. Freddie Gray, Baltimore, right. Maryland. Obama. Uh, two events here in New York, Obama. And by the way, BLM, the biggest Marxist terrorist group in the history of our country, was born under who? Obama. So here comes Mr. African-American, eloquent, no question about it, articulate, no question about it. Mr. Black man, he's going to save the world. And all of our issues became exponentially worse under Obama. Well, there's no question. You talk about Freddie Gray. In the Freddie Gray case, the chief of police was black. The district attorney was black. The judge was black. I'm sure half the jury was black. And they're saying it's all racism. I mean, give me a break. And then, you know, the DA there, she's corrupt as it is. I don't know if she's still there. I think she's gone. She, I think she was the one who was the insurance lawyer who became a DA. Look, if anybody out there has a chance to vote for DA, Make sure they prosecuted a case before. That would work. Yeah, that would work, because that's why we're seeing crazy DAs, George Soros-funded DAs. But yeah, and By the way, just to make it uh, similar to what happened in Maryland, you just mentioned the DA, the judges. Yep. Just coincidence that crime is running rampant here. Criminals are on the streets. Gee. And Alvin Bragg and Letitia James, both black, looking out to make sure that black people don't serve prison time. Right. I'm just, I'm just, I know it's difficult. You don't want to hear it. It's uncomfortable. But there is a lot of truth to that. Well, look, New York City is suffering a crime wave like they've never seen before. And, you know, we, we, we have a, a black mayor, or black mayor, yep. we have a black district attorney, yeah. and we've got Alvin Bragg. He's interested in indicting Donald Trump and Danny Penny. Right. Everybody on the train said, wait a minute, thank, I hope. If you have a problem, you have someone like Danny Penny in your train car. You've got a moving car under the subway. Police are not there. It's You're locked in. And they, they're like, oh, no, that was racism. Are you kidding? You weren't there. <laughs> no. You don't know what it's like to not have it. That's true. To not have police defense. But talking about uh, African-American people, whether DAs or, or uh, AGs, uh, today Tim Scott's announcing he's running for president. I, I did see Byron Donalds on earlier. Yeah. Uh, Tim Scott announcing today, later on, this week, Ron DeSantis, he's going to run. Chris Christie, he's going to run. Uh, right now, Donald Trump has what looks like an insurmountable 43-point lead in some polls <laughs> over DeSantis. These are the folks. God bless them. I know it's a lot of fun. They get to travel. They get they bank some money and the, go to fancy parties. But whether it's Tim Scott or the other lady from South Carolina uh, or, or Chris Christie, I mean, they've got no chance. No chance. Well, you know what? I think it's important for someone like Tim Scott to enter the race. I think Tim Scott is a great senator. I think he's tried very hard, especially as it relates to the police issue and race in America. He stepped up to the plate. Would yeah. anybody listen to him on the left? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it is. It, you know, the truth is that Donald Trump is the he is the he is the giant. I mean, and so you, I don't you, know. You, you can't see DeSantis. Once he makes it official, making a charge and making it competitive. You think it's, it's already wrapped up the nomination for Donald Trump. I do, but that's how you feel. You know what? I really think it's going to be very, very hard. I can't imagine anybody, DeSantis or anyone else. And so the question is, should DeSantis wait? You know, he was in Japan, right? You say to yourself, wait a minute, why are you in Japan? I mean, you're, you were a congressman and now you're a, you're a governor. Well, it, it doesn't fit. You don't see him on the world stage. And you don't see him as a guy who is fluent in yeah. issues of, of international yeah. uh, level. No, I see that. Uh, I love what he's doing in the state of Florida. How about the NAACP coming out yesterday or the, or the day before and telling African-Americans and gays, do not go to <laughs> Florida. It's a dangerous place 
By the way, I worked in Miami for 11 years. I lived in Boca Raton for 16 years. All my on-air partners play for the Miami Dolphins. They all live in West End and Boca and Palm Beach. They absolutely love it there. Yeah. But according to the NAACP, if you're black or gay, don't go. Well, I mean, I, they, they, should be, they should be stripped today with the CDC and the WHO. Are there any organizations left that are credible? No, there aren't. There aren't. And the truth is, nobody's going to listen to the NAACP. Not. They're not going to listen to them. They're going to go there because everybody loves Florida. Everybody <laughs> knows it's free. And if you want to know about Florida and you want to know about America, you got to get my book, Crimes Against America, at JudgeJBook.com. Now, why is that? It's funny you would say Florida in your book because the first time I saw you in many, many, many years. Was in Florida. Correct. We're at Mateo's. Mateo's. And he spoke of Peter Kramer. Actually, that was a star-studded night. It was me, you, and Bruce Beck. From NBC, the that's sports right. guy in the back with his parents. That's, right. uh, that's the first time I saw you. Now I see you there all the time. So yeah. you love Florida, too. I love Florida. Are you kidding? I'd love to get a house in Florida. I don't have, you don't a, have a house one? there. No, I work seven oh, days a week. Right. What right. am I going to get that's a house? Right. you got to get an apartment, you know, something, you... and get, get a place on the water or something. No, oh, you yeah, love it my there. next life. <laughs> in my next life. It ain't happening in this one, I'm telling well, you. Well, there are a lot of Florida mentions in the book. Yes, Yes, I love Florida. I love Florida. And you know what? The NAACT could talk, or ACP yeah. could talk all they want. Nobody's listening Nobody's to them. Nobody's listening. You know what? It's just like, did they do a good job in, in Georgia? Coca-Cola left, Major Please. League Baseball left. Please. And they went to Denver, which had a, a worse voting bill. I mean, come on, a voter's law. There's not a black person in Denver. Atlanta's <laughs> all black. There's not one black person in Denver. They moved the All-Star game from Georgia to Colorado. Yeah, really. I mean, come really. on. 1-800-84. We, we tell the truth here. Uh, we don't care if you're offended out there, that's fine. Yeah, we One, don't. I really don't, we don't care. I don't care. Do I, don't care? care. No, I want them to be offended. No, but we want to I keep want our them job. To be pissed. No one's going to get rid of us. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Right. We got Judge Anine in studio. And I like Sergio Cortes. Uh, he's a riot. But uh, Judge Anine's book is uh, is coming out tomorrow. Uh, you can buy her book, and uh, I advise you do it. Go to judgejbook.com. That's judgejbook.com. You'll save the Amazon charges. Judgejbook.com. Plus, it's more money to Janine, and all we care about is making Janine no, money. No, it's more money for my publisher. That's fine. So, he doesn't even need the money. He lives in Palm Beach. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but you know what? The book, I got to tell you, though, Sid, you know, the book, it was, it was easy to write this book because every day you turn on the radio, you open the newspaper, and you're furious. Yes. Every day every I find day. myself yeah. furious. I And then I say to myself, Janine, Something's got to give. It can't go on like this. We've got issues at the border. We've got issues with safety. We've got issues in the school. We've got issues with the economy. We've got, you know, the word fentanyl didn't come off of Joe Biden's lips for one year and eight months. I know. He didn't even mention the undeclared war that China has declared against the United States where they send the fentanyl into Mexico, they pop them into pills and money launder and launder the money and send it into the arteries throughout the United States. Yeah. You know there are arteries already established in of this course, country. Of course. And you know what Joe Biden comes out and says? He says, we're going to increase the penalties for fentanyl. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you don't even arrest them. And when you do, you let them out on no cash bail. I, I'm not even sure the cartel isn't paying off Biden. I have no idea. Oh, but God. is there a lot of that in the book, too, all the stuff no. which... 
Well, well give, give me, uh, first of all, how long did it take you to write the book? How long did it take? It took me about, I don't know, five months. It was a quick write because I was good. so angry. That's pretty good. So. It was, I was so angry. Look, it's, it's all about the breach of sovereignty. And what I do is I lay out an indictment. And then I follow up with all the individual crimes, the infringement of the right to bear arms, aiding and abetting, violent criminal con- uh, conduct. Crossing the blue line, pay to play, sound like the Biden crime family, All of them. perjury, gaslighting. The fact that what they've done is they're trying to erase our history. They're trying to shut down free speech. It started with political correctness, Sid. Remember about five years ago, six years ago, during Obama, they said, if you say it this way, you're a racist, a yeah, xenophobe, yeah. we're going to cancel you. Right. And now we're going to shut down free speech. How? We saw it in the 2016 election where the FBI tells tells Twitter, you can't allow this newspaper article that the Post published Subject to defamation rules. They weren't worried about it. But they said you can't publish that Hunter Biden may have been in business with his father and that there were millions and 10 percent going to the big guy. Okay, they shut it down. That's free speech. It's called election interference. Jim Comey, the FBI. I knew Jim Comey. He was a U.S. attorney when I was a D.A. This guy knows of what he speaks. But he turned into such an ideologue. He's almost a whore for the money. Ideologue is a nice way of saying scumbag, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Because I had a lot of respect for Jim, too. I liked him. But then I watched uh, with Bernard, God bless his soul. He was alive. We were doing the midday show. And Jim Kamey came on television and did this 30-minute little thesis, if you will. And it was brilliant on how guilty Hillary Clinton was (laughs) just to tell us. We're not going to do anything about it, though. No reasonable reasonable prosecutor would prosecute her. Are you kidding? You just made a 30-minute reason reason why she's guilty. What are you talking about? Exactly. So what does that tell you? Do you name names in the book? I absolutely name names in the book. Why not? Come on. Why not? This is America. You know what? And you know, I got to tell you something. You know what's frightening? In the in the beginning of the book, said I talk about the fact that in 1838, someone actually came out and said, "If danger is to be expected, if this country will suffer any defeat, if destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide." Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln? 1838. He knew we could only die by killing ourselves. I I knew it wasn't Gail King. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, that is brilliant. Yeah, you know, I was there when Abe Lincoln said that, you know? Well, whoever your doctor is, you're doing great base work because you look great, and you look great on television, too. Thank you. Yeah, That that is a great quote. It is. And Trump actually... Gives a lot of credit to Abe Lincoln, too, all the time. He's quick to credit Abe Lincoln. He's quick to credit Ronald Reagan. See, I say in my lifetime, and again, I voted against Trump in 2016. The first time I had him on, he loved that. He's like, wait, I turned you around? I said, yes, you did. Not because I liked Hillary. I hated her, and I hated Obama. But I watched Trump, and I watched, you know, I'm going to build a wall. I'm going to wear a red hat, the whole thing. And then, uh, (laughs) but the difference is, is I'm an adult. So when he won... I said to Bernie, I said, look, I've got two little kids. I need him yep. to be great. Um, and, yep. and he turned out to be a tremendous president. There's In no my question. lifetime, him and Reagan, that's it. There's that's no question it. about it. 41 a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's it. I agree. I agree. So now he's got this fight of a lifetime trying to win again. Does he get the first copy of that book? 
Uh, he yeah, loves you. You know, my last book was dedicated to I him. I know. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I talked I talk to him, and you know what? I talked to him about what it was like when he made a decision to fight for America, when we've got a president who's interested, Joe Biden, in America last. Right. And i got to tell you, you know, Jill Biden, I'm not impressed with the woman. First of all, she's not a doctor. I'm sick and tired of people calling oh, her a doctor. She's got some right. degree in education. She's a less doctor than Dr. J is. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's a doctor of basketball. But, but the thing with her is that she's enabling elder abuse. Yes. That's what she's doing. She hates him. What? She hates his guts. <laughs> I, I what know. decent wife would embarrass her husband like that every day? She hates him. She wants him dead. She le- I don't know if she wants him dead, no, but she, she leads him Bruce around Wade. and yeah. he like walks around. And uh, can I tell you, I hate it when Joe Biden looks at the press and smirks at them and then waddles away. Like, how dare you ask me a question? And, and the 40 percent are like, Joe Biden's the best. I'm with Joe. What are you with? He doesn't know what he's with. How are you with him? Actually, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Oh, she's a dream. That Mensa, yeah. I mean, say what you want about Jen Psaki. She's horrible, but she's, she's a smart, smart girl. Smart girl, right. Smart. Kareem John comes out about three weeks ago and goes, this guy Biden, he's the greatest communicator in the history of the presidency. <laughs> and we played three cuts out there. We couldn't finish his sentence, the poor man. Um, poor man, please, that's not the case. But um, in terms of the immigration, you yeah. know, Mayorkas is a guy that's kind of the oh. face of that. Right now, outside of Biden, outside of Biden, if you want to pick the one person, maybe you wrote about it in the book. If you want to pick the yeah, one person. he's in my book. He is. So is he public enemy number one, my After Joe Biden, yes. Yes, right? He absolutely is. This yeah. guy lies to our faces. He says the border's closed, the border's secure. I, do you think we're stupid? <laughs> when they get from Mexico to New York City and they're in the Roosevelt Hotel, yeah. I know the border is not secure. Well, okay? you don't feel any comfortable knowing that Kamala Harris is. Uh, oh, she's on the job. <laughs> Let me tell I'm going to tell you something about that. I'm disappointed as a woman. You know, I fought very hard to get the positions I did. I'm no spring chicken. I mean, I did things that women hadn't done, okay? Right. And I see that position. Is that in the book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I look when I see a woman as vice president, I say, what an opportunity. What an opportunity. Young girls are looking at this woman saying, I can be vice president. I can be the president. Get out there. Be articulate. Fight for a cause. Show them you're smart. Show them you can do a two step backwards in high heels. No, she's like, (laughs) what is that about? Sid, what is that about? I don't know. I mean, is she happy hour every hour? (laughs) Look, she's got to be thrilled to be where she is. She is. So is her husband. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Anyway, enough uh, about that. The mayor was uh, very good. I'll just leave it at that. The mayor of San Francisco was (laughs) very good. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, him too. I know. Uh, And, of course, Barack, when he said she's the the prettiest. The best uh, woman. Hey, you know what? Michelle didn't like that. Michelle doesn't like a lot of stuff. (laughs) She does not look like an easy person to be married to. Just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, So now we have to take one more quick break. Is that right, Lou? Come back and wrap things up with Janine one more time. Talk about this phenomenal book. She's been an amazing guest. This hour's taken like 10 minutes. Yeah, this is on video. Oh, you're gonna my be, God. You're you gonna didn't be on... tell me that. I didn't tell you that? No. Well, that's Sergio's job, not mine. We'll be right back. <laughs> Friends in the morning. 77 WABC. When I look back, boy must then dream. All right. 
JudgeGbook.com. Judge. J for Janine. Oh, J. Did I say G? Yes. I did. Judge G. J. Book. Yes. Judge JBook.com. That's where you're going to buy the book this morning, JudgeJBook.com. And I got to tell you, Sergio just had a brilliant, brilliant idea of how you should kind of set up every okay. conversation. Okay. No, so, so, so the idea here during the break, folks, you should have been here, is that they said, look, the way to introduce your book is to really admit what happened. You weren't your therapist. Right. You're always angry. So your therapist said to you, write down what you're angry about. So I couldn't <laughs> stop writing. And by the time I finished, I had this book, That's Crimes brilliant. Against America. Okay? There's probably some truth to that. There is some truth right. to it. Not the yeah. therapist part, right. but there's right. truth to it. I get angry. Every day I get angry. I, I don't, read I don't, something. I don't see that. I don't. Yeah, you don't see it? I like to laugh. You don't see it. Of course I do you see, see it. that, yes. Let me tell you something. You know what I'm angry about? I'm angry about, and I talk about this in, in, in Crimes Against America. I'm angry about the calamitous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Yes. I'm angry about the fact that people who are Americans, and we said, hey, we'll get to you later, and we needed the Pineapple Express and everybody else to come in. I'm angry about 40-year high inflation. The r Involvement in the war in Ukraine. Okay, enough. If you had a half a brain, Joe, you would have known when they were lined up at the border to get them what they needed. But no, what we need to do is we need to indebt this country more. We need to send cash to Ukraine. And by the way, all the Americans go visit there, Democrats only. I don't know what they're doing there. Cash, groceries, utility prices are skyrocketing. We have an unaddressed national crime spree that is an embarrassment. The rest of the world looks at us and laughs at us. We've got total anarchy at the southern border. Law and order now is chaos and anarchy, and there is a loss of respect for the United States, not just here, but across the world. I'm tired of the woke nonsense. I'm tired of people telling me how I should feel. I'm tired of little kids being told, if you're white, you're an oppressor, and you should feel bad about yourself. Hogwash. America gets along. People get along. You look at any family. There's white, there's black, there's brown, there's yellow. Who cares? We don't care. The race baiters care. That's why I wrote this book. I'm sick of the nonsense. I'm sick of the left taking down our republic. Lou, can you give me a parliament, please? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. I'm good. That was so hot. Oh, Yo, my God. Thank you. And it was brilliant, and it was right, and you just spoke for millions of us, yeah. not just around the country, the 70 million that voted for our friend Trump, but millions of New Yorkers that feel the same exact way. No, we're outnumbered, but there's a lot of us, and we need more people like you to keep talking on radio shows, TV, and writing books like that. Again, it is Crimes Against America, JudgeJBook.com. Go buy it today. Buy five. Buy five of them. It's a great Father's Day gift. Father's Day coming up. I'd love this book. JudgeJBook.com, the brilliant Janine Pirro. Thank Thank you, you, Sid. Love being with you for the hour. I loved having you. That wraps up today's edition of Sid and Friends in the Morning. Got a big show coming your way on Tuesday, of course. So for my whole crew, Lou Rufino, Justin, and Noam Layden, until 6 a.m. on a Tuesday.